in a world crying out for a top 10 show. John Roca and Matt Nost are here to bring you the top 10. Take it away, boys. Welcome, everybody, to another brand new episode of the Top 10. I am John Roca. And I am Matt Nost. And uh, we are excited to be here for another week doing a Top 10 show for you. This time brought to our uh, brought to you, the topic is, by our patron, Angela Dashner. We'll be reading her list at the end of the show. Yeah. But how you been? What's new? I'm good. Busy, crazy. Um, like always, um, working on a campaign. Uh, so it's first time ever. So a lot of stress and like trying to write it out, trying to make sure it works. Trying, what should I? What are the graphics? The whole nine. So you know, it's nice to get it and be careful what you wish for because it's an insane amount of uh, work. And then you've got to make sure the client approves it, and then you got to then you can put it up. So it's been a, it's been the bane of my existence all week. And then I had a fucking hell of a day on Wednesday. I did seven projects on, in, and I just was wrecked yesterday, absolutely wrecked. So. That's my life. Uh, one of my lights broke, so I'm replacing the light. I'm trying a new mic. Um, what else? Halloween's around the corner. Are you? What are you doing? Are you putting candy out? What are you doing? What's up with you? Um, no, I'm going down to hang out with family. Uh, oh, okay. Down are you in dressing up again? San Diego. Yeah, so we're doing – so the kids always pick the theme. Yes. So this year it's – Girls are doing it's all Disney theme. Girls are doing princesses. Oh, nice. Guys are supposed to be doing uh like superhero characters. Okay. Um, but my wife and I we're doing uh uh Cinderella. So I'm the prince and our dog is Cinderella and my wife is Gus Gus. Um so okay. that is she wanted me to be the other mouse, and I'm like, I'm not wearing mouse ears all night. I'm ha- I'll happily wear all the rest of us, but I don't want things on my ears to walk around all night. I just don't want it. Um, I very rarely say no. And I just told her flat out as soon as she goes, like, I'll wear anything else. I'm not wearing fucking ears. All night <laughs> it would just drive me nuts. I'm sure it would. I'm well, because sure she's making them so they sleeve over her actual ear. Right, right. And stuff. Right. And I'm just like, I, that, oh, I'd be like a dog and wanting to whip those off. I just, I don't, <laughs> I'll wear anything else. But I got a generic uh, onesie, like a, a king's onesie type of thing. Uh huh. And I'm, I'm wearing that as the print. It, it's not spot on. The problem is, I've gone full on in the past and made right. incredible costumes for this. And the kids end up taking their costume off about five minutes after they're done trick-or-treating. And meanwhile, the, the adults all have their costumes. And I'm like, so I end up wearing mine way longer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is all for them, so they don't give a shit, obviously. Right. Of course. It's just like, well, then I'm just going to, instead of making mine this year, which I've done numerous years, I'm yeah. just going to buy this cheap onesie for $15. <laughs> and I'm fucking fine with that. Because uh, then there's like the really expensive pre, you know, oh, the, yeah. the, costumes you can get it's like 75 dollars and be like yeah. i'm wearing this for two hours yeah yeah, yeah. seems like it's such a waste of money whereas 15 it's just like it's 15 bucks and i'm pretty sure i could resell it to somebody for five bucks yeah if you're into halloween 
Yeah, then, then it's your thing. Seventy-five bucks. Yeah, right. Exactly. But if then you're that's not, a completely different animal. Right. Exactly. Because then, then this goes into your, you know, uh, outfit closet or outfit trunk. <laughs> it's like when I stopped doing schmodown. Oh yeah. I had stuff that that we had gotten for that. Yeah, yeah. And a few other Halloween costumes from over the years mm-hmm. um, that I never use, and I ended up bequeathing them to other schmodown people. It's like, hey, you dress up for this. Hey, do you want this stuff? And they were like, hell yeah. And both said, I'm going to add it to my whatever, my costume, you know, box or costume trunk or costume, whatever. And you're like, have at it. Uh, Have fun. (laughs) I mean, Halloween's a fun holiday and all, but I've never gotten into it to that degree. Yeah. 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 Where people like I know somebody that he passed away last year because of COVID. Sorry. Um, It's, you know. He had AIDS for 25 years. Jesus. 30 wow. years. Yeah. He was, he got it in like 1984 Holy and they gave him 18 fuck. months to live or two years to live or something. Yeah. And I didn't meet him until 2005. Wow. Yeah. So there's <laughs> something like that, 2004. So I've known him since then. 21 years. Jesus Christ. Um, so yeah, exactly. He's defied the medical, but COVID, you know. Right was uh, anyway he started making his costume like in april may <laughs> i mean he really got into it uh i know a few people like that it's just it's yeah. their favorite holiday it's like okay good for you yeah by the way i'm laughing because i think it's awesome and uh, sometimes people, people misunderstand my laugh sometimes i'm just laughing because like that is incredible like i'm just blown away by that the amount of dedication yeah. people have because i don't uh, yeah i'm with you i don't have i've recycled costumes I don't really care. It's about you know, yeah, just you, hanging out with people. Yeah, You stole one of mine, you son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, first of all, I didn't come you, to your house and steal it. You, I was, bar- you did come I to my house because we recorded it in oh, my that's house. That's right. That's right. You, and you then you're like, I'll, I'll bring this back as soon as. And I, and I never did bring it back. It was as soon as then, like, you know, you're still showing up to my house. Feel free to take it off any of uh, any future money. <laughs> oh, wait, did you get rid of it? You gave I think it was else, 60 bucks. I think it was 60 bucks, wasn't it? It was a pricey one. It was a Baymax with the inflatable yeah. Volvo pump, and it's fine. I was never going to wear it again. <laughs> I don't really care in the slightest. Well, it sounds like you do. You brought it up. Oh, it's just the only costume-related story we have between us. <laughs> it was the airing of the grievances. It's the only example of a, a Halloween costume that we That's share. That's true. That's so true. So I have no other point of reference <laughs> uh, for that. So well, we're, we're we're handing out candy this year. We've decided to do that. Her sister's coming over with her boyfriend and their two dogs. And we're just going to sit out there. And apparently, then she brought home three pumpkins. I'm not going to carve mother. Why not? It's fun. It's messy. Is no thanks. It's no fun. I'd rather so watch somebody, NFL uh, than college football. If you take like a apparently you take like a mixer, one of those electric mixers, and you put it in the bottom, that whips up all of the little gross. Really? Thing. I never heard that until Catherine wow. told me last night. She's like, I saw somebody online do that, and I was like, Oh wow! It's <laughs> the only genius. part that really sucks. Yeah, exactly. All the stickiness. Yeah, and just digging uh, out with a big spoon, just methodically. But I like yeah. carbon pumpkin. I think this year. Year I'm not going to, but anyway, mm-hmm. go ahead. No, no, yeah, we're just uh, we got three of them over there. So the, the, yeah, and last year we had just moved here, so we didn't know the protocol, and we didn't know a lot of people. And it's not like we know a lot of people now. I mean, we pretty much keep to ourselves and just kind of live our lives and whatever. But like, 
because we don't have kids and pretty much everyone around us has kids. So they're all hanging out with each other, at each other's houses and garages. And we don't really do that. You know, we're kind of yeah. homebodies. But we're going to try to make an effort this year. We're going to put out the table, put out a, two big, um, what do you call it? Two big uh, bowls of candy. Mm-hmm. And so you take one from each bowl and you roll on. Um, but I don't know what the, you know, but I don't want to get in trouble with any of the neighbors. Like, I don't want to be like, hey, hey, one piece only. Like, I don't want to be a dick or anything like that. So I'm hoping that it's a little more like. What size are you giving away? Well, those bite-sized ones. You know, we got them at the Costco, the bag of candies at the Costco. So. But you got a couple big bags? Yeah, we got a couple of big bags. Like, one is all, like, Skittles and gummy bears and nerds and all that kind of shit. And then the other one is all chocolate stuff. So we figure you can take one of each if you want or two of each. But that seems too strict, doesn't it, for Halloween? Like, I seem like I'm being a, ugh, a candy Nazi. I don't want to be a candy Nazi. Look at it like this. If you do that, there's, a, I think, a good chance you're going to end up with a shitload of candy at the end That's of the time. a good point. That's a good point. Yeah. So I think it's better to run out than have too much excess, which is nice to have. But then you find the excuse of, well, this oh. is my eighth York peppermint <laughs> patty tonight. But we got to get rid of it. I fucking... My sister buys those specifically because it's the only time of year I get them. And for some reason, I just love, I just plow through the, those in yeah. uh, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. It's the only time of year I oh. have them is Halloween. And I, yeah. I just plow through those things. Yeah. Yeah. I never buy candy bars, but. Uh, yeah. What's your number one? Like you can only have one candy bar. One candy you bar? Have, did you buy a bag with that shit in there? Because if you no. didn't, you're doing this wrong. No, no, there's no way. I can't do that because that, you know, I already have enough well, sweets in the fucking house. Like, what I'm kind of bullshit control. chocolate and stuff do you have then? <laughs> if you don't have something you like in there, no, it's like it's it's what uh, peanut M and M's, a hundred grand, Snickers, Milky Way, Reese's, sure. Twix. It's all sure. mixed in there, so it's a it's nice stuff mix. in there. Yeah, for people who you know, because I know kids can be select, especially nowadays. They want everything. Yeah, every kid's got their favorite. They can be picky. So yeah, no, my favorite chocolate. I think my favorite chocolate bar now is the Snicker, the almond Snickers. Okay. The almond Snickers bar is fantastic. Because my favorite M and M's now is the almond M and M's. Um, but I mean, yeah, the Reese's is peanut butter. Anything is a real close. It's- Pretty delicious. I, mean, I hear you what you're saying. I mean, the peppermint patty. I think I do that when I'm trying to not eat too much chocolate because yeah, exactly. Actually, but the, the problem healthiest. is, it's not. It's just pure sugar. It's just it's, like the rest of it, and you can fucking plow true. those things. <laughs> yeah, wow. we were in the we were in the store the other day, and I go, uh, I don't think I should get granola. It's a lot of sugar. And she looks at me straight in my eyes. She goes, "What the fuck are you talking about? Do you want to look at what's in the cupboard and tell me the yeah, granola is too much sugar?" And I was like, oh, "All right, fine." Fair point. Well, you Fair need point. to limit it, you know. <laughs> Plus, granola, depending on how it's made, it's got a lot of, yeah, uh, a lot of fat. But some have, you know, even more fat than other granolas. Well, it's more the approach in my mind of like, well, I don't want to get it because it's supposed to be healthy, but it's got a lot of sugar it's, or fat. And it's like, what's wrong with you, man? It's granola. Yeah, it's granola. Bare Naked has a vanilla that's low fat, low sugar. That's good. Oh, really? I, I think okay. it's called Bare Naked. Bare Naked, nice. Um. But all their others are just like regular granola. I think that's the only one that's. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I loved Butterfinger, but they changed the formula a few years ago, and it's not yeah. as good. Yeah. That would be white, my easy answer. They got white chocolate Kit Kats, which I really fucking like. Okay. I'm a big white chocolate guy. I'm, I love white chocolate, uh, which, you know, I'm just I like quite addictive. White chocolate macadamia nut cookies. Oh, yeah. Those, those are, are dynamite. I don't ever seek out white chocolate, but in those instances, yeah, I, I like white chocolate. I like that. 
Yeah, the combo is great. Like yeah. the Subway used to have them as one of those cookies you can get with the with the uh, sandwich. Cookies are so good. They are really good for they a dollar. Really Three for a dollar? Are you sure? Three. That's a that's an incredible amount of goodness for just a dollar. Yeah, they are so fucking good, dude. But I, I mean, legitimately could not tell you the last time I had Subway. <laughs> I know you don't like the unit. You're not down with the rest of us here on the ground floor, Matt, I, away at the fast food restaurant. It's not even. There are a million sandwich shops, and Subway is like, I think if you read that the fine print, turkey <laughs> is spelled with a C, not a K. You know? It's like that that type of shit where there's processed meats, and then there's what Subway ends up shipping to its franchise owners. It's a fair point. That's yeah, fair it's point. just like, oh, this is... <laughs> Whereas you can just go right down the street and get another. There's a million sandwich shops. That's true. That's true. And if you really want to overpay, like, uh, do you ever eat it? It's all about the bread. It's not too far from your old house. Mm-mm. Um, never even heard of that place. It's all about the bread. Yeah. It's, oh, uh, oh, the one on um, it's on Melrose Beverly? or no? Or no, it's on Melrose okay. at Fairfax, I believe. You know where that Chipotle oh. is on the corner? Yeah. Yeah, I have eaten there. That's it's like a one block. Fucking great sandwich. The, the bread is oh my god, fantastic. Yeah, and the the turkey is like it's standard. Uh, tur- you can get yeah. a turkey club, but, but because the bread is so excellent, but you are paying for it. It's like an extra two bucks for the sub. It's seventy five dollars for a sandwich. It's out of control. So good right. though. It's so expensive, but it's salt. Salt great. Bay is the owner, and so there's <laughs> yeah. gold leaf. I'm sure you saw the hullabaloo with. His new restaurant in London oh, yeah. and people putting the prices up and yeah, uh, just like yeah, but you knew it was expensive going into it, so you're complaining. You're complaining is a flex because <laughs> I spent forty five thousand dollars at dinner like an asshole. Um, <laughs> yeah, but, man, that, that uh, yeah, I agree with you. Well, it's a good point you make. Right. It's a good point. I guess because it's convenient and it's a little bit I know, cheaper. It's convenient. I used to eat Subway two, three times a week because it was right next yeah. to my house. And it's just like, I can get a sub. It was open 24 hours. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm out till three, four in the morning. If I'm hungry, I can stop and get a sub and go home and yeah. eat and watch something and go to bed. And you can't eat healthy. You can eat healthy at Subway. You can't eat yeah. healthy. Now, yeah, is, is the bread synthetic material? Quite possibly. But could be. But that's because it goes like right because like you, you try out Jimmy John's. This is good. Jersey Mike's is good, but okay. then now you're going into like, you know, twelve dollars for a sandwich or fifteen dollars for a sandwich, and then and then in your mind you're like, well, it's seven bucks at Subway, man. I don't know. Oh no, I've done that. And then you get yeah. like, they used to have the deals where you get a dollar off. Uh, yeah. Like I had the little card. That they oh, would stamp and shit, and they'd yeah. take that in, and you get discounts. So that when I got the discount, I'd end up making a modified French dip, and I had onion, French onion soup in the can at home, and I'd split that off, and I'd have get two meals out of it. Smart. Yeah. Smart. I eat a lot of Subway, but it's just, it's just there's so many better options here in Los Angeles. Yes, right. Yeah, wherever it, you are, maybe there aren't, and Subway's the only real sandwich shop you got. And if, no, no. If it is, so be it. We got a Jersey Mike's. I prefer – I've been to the subway twice here. The subways suck around where we live. They suck. And I, They're and all the same. I love that you're saying that there's a difference in no, subways. There's They're all difference. the fucking same. They're, the LA, LA didn't do a good subway sandwich. Uh, the Where I'm living now, which is one of the suburbs of San Diego, is not good subway. But the Jersey Mike's is excellent. But the subway, they're like – Here's brown lettuce. 
And I'm like, what the fuck, man? And I'm sure then the LA ones had brown lettuce. They did not. Uh, not that they I all recall. get shipped from the same fucking warehouses, man. It's, it's all. It's not like some franchise <laughs> owners have a better end. With I feel like some franchise owners do because they're like, don't they get to decide how far past the sell by date this food is available for people to eat? I feel like they do as a franchise. Well, team. technically, no, according <laughs> to health department. But yeah, you're not wrong. They could skirt yeah. the issue quite easily. Yeah, I feel like the ones down here do because I have not had one good Subway sandwich. Well, there you go. This since is... I've been down here. So. Well, whenever you're finished with this nebulous campaign, maybe you do an expose on San Diego <laughs> Subways. You get into no, investigative yeah. journalism. <laughs> it's it's just a campaign to promote uh, AMC Plus. There's a new show. That's on there with Charlie Cox uh-huh. is an Irish crime family drama. And they reached out to me. Like, oh, yeah. I watched the first two episodes of that. Uh, is, Ken? Yeah, Ken. Yeah. Yeah. Ken. Yeah. So apparently they want to like, you know, because they took a look at my socials like, hey, would you promote this? I'm like, sure. Here's my chart. Here's my um, rates. And they're like, yeah, those all work for me. And I was like, all right, great. So uh, I've been working on it all week. Is it one of those they agreed to it instantly? And you're like, I should have charged more. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I've done that before. Maybe. Like, but... <laughs> what's your price to do this show? This, no problem. <laughs> so <laughs> could have gotten an extra 20%. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> but yeah, it's a th- I have to do a three minute YouTube video, which I already recorded and shot. And then I had to do socials. It's really interesting because they like, what are the socials that you're going to do? So I didn't want to just send them text. I just did fake versions of it on my phone and then took a picture of it and sent it to them. I was like, this is what it's going to look like. And I saved them so that when I post them, they're already ready to post. And so I don't have to waste time on it. But there's all these hoops you have to jump through to make sure. Yeah. And now, just now, they're telling me, all right, we're going to send it to the client and see what they think. And so all right, it's been two days, but all right, whatever. So, And I got to send them the invoice because apparently – if you post before they send the invoice, you send the invoice, they don't have to pay you. And I was like, what the fuck? So I got to send that invoice before I post. Do you it. not have a contract? The contract says that. That's what I'm saying. Well, there you go. <laughs> so, yeah, the contract. Well, says, hey, look, if it's in the contract, the it's in the contract. Look, yeah, Ben Simmons, you're not getting paid <laughs> to not fucking play in these games, man. I don't want to play defense, man. I don't want to pr- practice. Well, sadly, that's the only thing, you, you know, that's about 80% of your worth. That and fast breaks. So if you're not one to play defense, I just want to sit on the sidelines. Oh, my back. Do layup drills. My back. Like, uh, it's the perfect injury because you can't. <laughs> it's tough to diagnose. And <laughs> basically just like rest is the only thing you could do. Yeah. Remember, remember Robert Pack? Robert do you remember him? Was that his name? He was like a point guard for the Wizards. And he had a mysterious leg injury. And he uh, never recovered from the leg. And no one ever said what the leg injury was. It was something to do with his thigh. And, a, and he was uh, uh, in IR for And no one could figure out what was wrong. And then a year later, he was out of the fucking league. And so it was so weird. So you, know, you talk about not being used to diagnose. I think it was in the early 2000s. Wow, yeah, that is an I utter think. complete blank. I do not remember Robert Pack. Is that what his name was? Hey, we got a four-way tie atop the East here, buddy. Hey, bud, give it to me. Oh no, you've you've uh, you guys have beaten some good teams too. Hey, hey, we, we beat the did we beat the Nets? I don't know. I think we lost the Nets, but the Knicks beat us. But we um, played all right. Yeah, we lost to the Knicks by one last night on DeRozan airball. But yeah, 
Uh, it's our first real team that we've played. So I, I, I was suspect of our record mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because we just hadn't, you know, we played Detroit twice without Cade Cunningham, but it's not even with him. They, I don't know what the fuck they are. Right. And we played Toronto without Pascal. Oh, it's yeah. just like a, in, in New Orleans without Zion. It's like, we're 4-0, but we're not really 4-0. <laughs> so the promising sign against the Knicks, but, you know, four-way tie, this is really interesting because nobody in the million years would have said after five games, who are the top four teams that are all going to be tied at 4-1? and one. Yeah. Sure as shit wasn't going to be us, the Knicks, Charlotte, and you. <laughs> that dude's kind of, it's kind of surprising. Yeah. Maybe somebody would have said the Knicks. I think that's yeah. about it. Although looking at the schedules, I think you could have said the Bulls as well. But, um, <clears throat> but they're saying you guys um, that Williams has a Patrick Williams has a serious a wrist injury. Apparently, it's dislocated. He's going to miss the rest of the regular season, dude. That's crazy. Caruso, I hadn't seen the news that he's done for the rest rest of the regular oh, season. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. That, that um, dropped about an uh, about forty minutes ago. Yeah, on ESPN. So, uh, oof. That hurts on our switchability. Caruso mm-hmm. is playing a lot of minutes, um, and he's ding up a ton of guys. Just we're much smaller when he's on the court, but mm-hmm. that sucks because the second year player, this is when they really make a nice growth as yeah. they've gotten to the the speed of the game type of thing. And I think his minutes and usage would have gone up because he's starting, but he was only yeah. playing about eighteen to twenty minutes a game. And you figure over the course of the season, if he is showing growth, um. He, that would have ballooned to 26, maybe 28 oh, minutes totally. a game. He's a seminal too, man. I'm cheering for him on your team. So it's a shame to see him get that wrist injury. I didn't know he was out. That sucks. Yeah, I'm sorry, bud. Yeah, what are you going to do? What are you going to fucking yeah. do? I can't lament it because it's not like we were going to win a championship. We were just going to be fun. So Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, we beat the, it's healthy. We've beaten the Raptors, the Pacers, the Celtics, and the Hawks. That's kind of crazy. The Celtics and the Hawks are the two good ones. Yeah. The Raptors and Pacers don't count. <laughs> well, just like our four wins don't count. You should those are teams you should be, given okay. your roster. Well, the Pacers, they're missing Karis Levert. They're missing TJ Warren. It's a okay. new coach. Right, right, it's like right. uh, what is this team? They don't really know. You beat the Pelicans. Yeah, without Zion. So oh, okay. when you yeah. take Zion off that team, the team doesn't make a whole lot of fucking sense. That's a good point. Um, no Pascal in Toronto and then Detroit twice. So it's like, eh, this four and O's. Talk to fun. me. I know we, we got to get onto the show, but like, are we right here? I know it's early in the season, but we're watching the Lakers implode. Is it too early in the season or are I we right? I still think it's too early in the season. Okay. I do love the, now people are turning on Westbrook when this is precisely what Westbrook does. This is Always, Always does. what Westbrook does. For the past five years, this is precisely, you knew it. You don't want him to shoot from anywhere outside of eight feet to 10 feet, unless he's coming off like a pick and pop situation that's about 12 to 14 feet. But I do not want him shooting past the foul line ever. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, 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 I'm watching this. And I'm going, how are you surprised? How is anyone surprised yeah. by what Russ is doing here? This is what he always oh, does. If Bays and Carmelo and LeBron aren't hitting threes, they got nobody else to shoot. Nope. Um, you know, mm-hmm. a- AD, like late in that Spurs game, was no defensive presence whatsoever. And Jakob Pertl was just running rampant. The Spurs should have won that game. They lost yep. it. 
the it went to OT, but the Lakers did not win it. I was watching the game, and it's like yeah. you guys you hit a fucking free throw. This game is over. Um, still though, I think it's still too early to put okay. a nail in that coffin just yet. <laughs> Plus, LeBron is out right now. Yeah, and as years past have shown us with this team, when he sits out there, their offense tends to flounder. Yeah. So, but do I think there might be some dramatic changes at the trade deadline or something like that? I think there's a shot at that. I think there's a very good shot at that. When I, I was watching the the dunk and his reaction, and I was like, <laughs> I just going in his fucked up mind. And I love Russ. Russ. I love Russ. Loved him as a wizard. Are you talking about he, the OKC game? Yeah, the OKC game. When he got so upset, I was like, yeah, that's some that's some old man shit. That's like that's you, the you unwritten to, rules you know. bullshit that baseball does. <laughs> yeah, like not, get the fuck out of here. Plus, it's a five point game. Yeah, it's if not like if you fouled over. and he missed, they missed the free throws. You get a three. Suddenly, you foul again. Like it makes it, it takes it out of the realm of possibility that you could win this game. Also, there dude can't tell me you can go through Russ's career and not find a moment where he dunks. Yes. At the end of a game when they were over as a, by a lot of money, twenty-year-old or twenty-one-year-old yeah, kid yeah. that just came down back from a twenty-six-point deficit to the fucking Lakers, yes, hundred percent. And you would have dunked yeah. it. And Russ, if it was Russ, you would have screamed at the crowd and got oh, yeah. hyped. And yeah. oh yeah, yeah. So just like that is disingenuous. I think it's just Russ a losing in historic fashion and B in his former house. Yes, absolutely. I think that's no. the. That's the extra part is that. Exactly. If this was somewhere else, maybe he doesn't take as much offense. But Russ was always going to take offense. That's just Russ. Yeah. You look. Scorpion and the frog. You know the thing. Yeah. He is the scorpion. And Um, also the frog. (laughs) Why do I keep singing myself? I don't know, Russ. I don't know. I wish you wouldn't. LeBron's just going, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. They chose this. Yes. Yes, they did. Very um, dumb. Are you ready uh, to start? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, top 10 captains on film. Uh, it's a suggestion from um, uh, Angela Dashner. So thank you, Angela. One of our uh, boss hogs. And, you know, you can be a boss hog patron at the $50 and above level. Um, so, yeah. So, uh, all right. Uh, Matt, uh, this, uh, well, you know what? Here's how the show works. Uh, Matt and I go our separate ways. Once we have a topic, we figure it out what our lists are. Then we come together and we count them down 10 through 7, 10 through 8, mm-hmm. then 7 and 6. Then we go one by one in our top fives. And we'll take a break just before we jump into our top fives for our sponsors. So that's the show. That is your show. new to the show. So, you uh, want to start us off? No, you start us off. I Why not? You did the explanation. Let's just Fine. Stop. Fine. Reverse. Well, really? That's, that- that's always fucking with my shit. All right, let's go. Number 10. Captain Marvel. Okay, go for it. All right, Captain Marvel. And I say this not based on the Captain Marvel movie. I say based on what I saw in Avengers Endgame uh, and subsequently saw it. Oh, no, I guess only in Avengers Endgame. But that was enough for me. Like, you get a taste. We've been rewatching these Marvel movies on the stereo show that the Lady Outlaw and I do on Saturdays. And I was, and, and I'll tell you what, I rewatched Captain Marvel. And when you watch it, in the flow of rewatching these movies, it's not a bad movie. It's not a great movie. It's not as bad as I remember it being. So I enjoyed it. And I enjoy uh, Brie Larson as Captain Marvel. I like the character itself. And she really came uh, to the front in both, um, in, in sorry, in Endgame 
So it was great to see her get a chance to really be in some better director's hands and what she could bring to the role. She's so powerful, uh, such a strong presence, and what she was able to do almost took out Thanos. And so just the combination of, I think, Brie Larson, I think the haircut really helped. Uh, The outfit change looked great on her. And I just like the energy she portrays when she plays Captain Marvel. So that's why she's at my number 10. Uh, It's a a good choice. I mean, she's Mm -hmm. on the list of contenders. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I wrote her down, uh, but I don't care for Captain Marvel. Perhaps I need to do what you've done is watch them in sequence. But yeah, I don't know if it's going to change my opinion overall. Mm -hmm. Uh, because the qualms I had with it, I think would still maintain. I That's mean, I, fair. Yeah, I enjoy her in Endgame, and I realize yeah. why you can't use her more. It's the same reason you can't use Superman more. It's mm-hmm. like he's, she's the answer to a lot of problems. Yeah, uh, yeah. because she's so powerful that you have to use her. Sp- so she needs to be off patrolling the universe, right? And then suddenly she gets a page, yeah, and comes flying back in, which is an amazing scene when the guns turn skyward. Oh. I knew it in the theater, and I was like, oh, she, finally, here comes Captain Marvel. But it's a great yeah. – this is how powerful she is that, yeah, 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 there's all of you down here, but we can tell by the energy signature coming in that she destroys – you are nothing yes. compared to the threat that is now coming in from – that is a gorgeous scene. Yeah, agreed. Uh, and everybody's stopping and being like, what the fuck? <laughs> uh, both sides. It's it, it's she's fantastic. And for that, yeah. I was like, ah, it's, she's a really good, but I didn't care for that movie. So yeah, that's fair. And you know, I just like, I know people give Brie Larson shit. I like, listen, Karen, Karen Hammers is a, she's a tough cookie and she's a confident cocky cookie. So if you like on the DC side of things, if you're a big fan of Hill, Hal Jordan, Carol Danvers is essentially the female Hal Jordan. So yeah. if you've got an issue with the cockiness of Hal Jordan, oh, you don't have an issue with it. Why do you have an issue with the cockiness of Carol Danvers? Brie Larson does a good job. Brie Larson, the smirk, the whole kind of con- – I think it unsettles a bunch of men. I think it really does when you're watching her because she don't need you to feel great about herself. And I think that comes through in her portrayal and her persona as Captain Marvel. And that, that rankles a few feathers. I fucking love it. So, um, All right. So then my number nine is uh, Captain John Miller from Saving Private Ryan. That is my number nine. Oh, nice. Yeah. Tom Hanks, please take it away. Um, Yeah, it's a nine because – He's not the first captain you think of when you think captain. Yeah, right, exactly. So that's why it's like, I do that, that factored in a little bit. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. I didn't immediately, I had to look up his rank. I right. opened up IMDb and then the character, and it's like, Captain John Miller. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Uh, yeah. That's an easy one. Um, hey, just the, the heart in the center of all this madness mm-hmm. um, as the world crumbles to see someone try and. Uh, for lack of a better phrase, soldier through and complete the job that needs to be done and understand, perhaps not fully understand the purpose of, but Mm -hmm. the explanation of, look, if if completing this gets me one step closer to seeing my wife, then that's what I'll do. Yeah. And it's every day is like this. This whole thing is foobar. Yeah. So to say this one is extra foobar is, you know, nonsensical. (laughs) <laughs> uh agreed agreed yeah there's a norm mcdonald has a great joke that he did on letterman before letterman went off talking about you know basically germany starting two world wars and it's just such a simplistic you know distillation of we're going to take on the the entire world especially in world war one and like 
if the the general populace is like, oh, so we kicked their ass, and he's like, that was kind of close, actually. <laughs> but then for Germany to turn around and do it again, uh, but the whole, yeah. the whole situation is just bananas. Mm-hmm. Um, I, know they, I I love that they come into different people and they have different like when they run into Ted Danson and Ted Danson's like, I get it, I understand why you're doing this, and the yeah. look of almost disbelief from Tom Hanks, like, really, you do, yeah. <laughs> you get it. Yeah, you get it because I I don't, but Explain I can't tell my me. men that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, but yeah, I mean, I, you know, I had to pick one for me. I limited one Tom Hanks captain role because Captain Phillips, um, um, Captain Jim Lovell in the in mm-hmm. Apollo thirteen, but this is the one that I like the most. I love his portrayal here. I love the kind of calm presence he brings. I mean, this is remember this is the guy from Bosom Buddies and from. Uh, uh, man with one red shoe and other films where he's kind of the goofy weird guy at the big bachelor party. But here is this, here is him coming really uh, powerfully in the nineties into his own as an adult and having these strong films like Philadelphia and Forrest Gump and then boom, saving private Ryan. And he's such a patriarchal presence that I did not anticipate in the role. And then when he has that emotion, when he's crying after Giovanni Rabisi has died, when he's by himself, it's so genuine it's so moving because he's cough crying he's trying to stop himself but he can't because the emotion has finally gotten to him of losing these young men in his care and uh because of the madness of war and just yeah. just a great portrayal and then even at the end when he you know grabs the young mad damon he's like earn this it's such a well done scene so you know i love him in the movie he's so good in the movie the movie itself yes. but i the love him in the movie. amazing and he is amazing at it all right, so that was your nine? It is. Uh, so then my number eight is, and your nine, of course, and then my number eight is a Captain Jason Nesmith from Galaxy Quest. Oh, great call. I love this movie, man. Yeah, I didn't think about it. Yeah. Uh, well, go ahead. Okay. Tim Allen playing this part, which is essentially a take on Captain Kirk, the original series Star Trek, and he does such a great job here because initially – you think, as and Matt and I, as as actors, as people in this business, we know those guys who are the leads of anything, and they need to be catered to. They need to have all this kind of stuff. Uh, and so he does it really well. But then you start to see behind the facade, you start to see how actually insecure he kind of is and how unconfident in himself he kind of is. And then he go, you go on the journey with him because he's still charming. That's what makes him a great captain. Even though he's got these faults in real life, there's still something about him that makes you want to cheer for him. You know, we were just talking about um, certain people and you just kind of go, oh, you know what? I just for whatever reason, I, I connect them. And same thing here is like, you connect to him and feel him uh, uh, strongly in the movie and you like his journey. And Tim Allen is so good in this. He's so good yeah, as the is. voice of Buzz. He's so good in things like this. Santa Claus. He just has this kind of energy to him that I, I just really enjoy watching um and it really comes forward in uh, galaxy quest yeah i think i would bump off my 10 and put him at 10 i think that's a good call okay All i right. had captain nemo oh from Twenty Thousand leagues Leagues. oh gotcha yeah good choice too um but he is i mean i i think that is a very rewatchable film oh yes Absolutely. and stellar performances across the board mm-hmm. from numerous amazing actors yeah. Uh, you know, Sigourney Weaver, 
and uh, Tony Shalhoub. Yeah, Shalhoub. And Shalhoub is great as the engineer yeah. <laughs> that ends up falling for the alien. Yeah, Missy Pyle. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, and uh, uh, what's his face? Um, Sam Rockwell. Yeah, Sam Rockwell's so great. Guy. Yeah. Do I? Do I just screaming, keep feeling because he's going to be the crew member that's expendable as if the show is real life? Suddenly? Uh, oh, God. Uh, Get a room, guys. Oh, yeah. It's just it's it is a it's a fun. Yeah. Flips the paradigm of what your anticipation on its head. Yeah. Starts off as this narcissist that eventually kind of grows into the, the character that he's been portraying. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the great thing about the film is the journey of him actually becoming a real captain. And uh, um, what's his face? Um, Alan Rickman is incredible in the movie. Yeah, just Alan so Rickman, good. Justin Long is the little kid. Right, right. Uh, one dude from Just Shoot Me plays the lead alien. Yes, and 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 Rico Calatoni, I think there that's his name. Nice yeah. poll. Thank you. Um, um, where yeah, was a number of characters. Where, anyway, go ahead. Where was the black young black guy from? What was he in? A, was he in that Night Court or Dear John show? Where the hell had I seen him? Oh, um, because yeah, think, he was like a that guy. Right, he was on a sitcom. I remember that distinctly. But Shit. I can't. I know as soon as it said, it's like, yeah. oh yeah, totally, he was on that. Yeah, Daryl um, Mitchell. See if I can race to find anything else he was in. I know he was in a bunch of stuff. Uh, Veronica's was, Closet. He was in Veronica's Closet. The John Larroquette show. That's where I first knew him. Okay. Back in the mid-90s, the John Larroquette show. Was and Galaxy Quest Knight? is like three years later. Oh, is he in Black Knight? When was Didn't Black Martin Knight? Is that early? Like a brother? Maybe. I would assume early 2000s for that. He was in Sergeant Bilko. I remember okay. him in Bilko. Um, yeah, I've seen it, but I just remember fucking Steve Martin at this point. Yeah, he was in Black Knight. He plays Steve. There you go. Okay. All right. Still working, this guy. He's a likable dude. Yeah, good he was actor. in Fear the Walking Dead for two years, and now he's on, or he's been on NCIS New Orleans, 143 episodes. Dude, shout out to you, Daryl. Shout out to you. Working in this business, not an easy thing to do as a black man. So couldn't even tell you who the leads up. of that one are. <laughs> NCIS Los Angeles. Is it Los Angeles? I think it's New Orleans. I think Los it's Angeles there. is O'Donnell and. Uh, oh right. Oh, uh, uh, LL Cool J. Yeah, yeah. New Orleans is Scott Bakula. Okay. Yeah, and CCH Pounder, who I love, I, I like her a lot. Great oh, man. Vanessa Ferlito is in this. Holy shit, that's where she's been the whole time. <laughs> Get that money where you can, Matt. Get that money where you can. Yeah. CBS Procedural is one of the last few places. Fuck, man. I'd love to get on CBS Procedural. Where you can do 150 episodes. I don't even need to be lead, man. Just let me be a series cast, series regular. I come in and say 10 lines per episode. Totally fine with that. Pay me. Uh, All right. So that was your. Yeah, that was my eight. That was your eight. So what's your 10 and nine and eight? Uh, well, we've done my nine and ten. Okay, so what's your eight? So my eight is Malcolm Reynolds from Serenity. Oh, AKA go ahead, Fly, Firefly. Go ahead, man. Um, I like the multitude of individuals did not watch this show when it was on television, <laughs> and was gifted the DVD. It was a burned DVD set. It was all on one disc. Oh wow! From a friend, 
and I watched it and I was like, I can't believe just like everybody else. I can't believe the show got canceled. Yeah. Um, it's a shitload of fun. So I was really anticipating the movie coming out and it actually lived up to my expectations. It's a, it's a good movie. Yeah. And you could easily like spin it. a series off of it. Um, cause I can't imagine the budget is all that crazy considering yeah. none of these people are a list actors. I mean, it's going to be either Nathan Fillion or Alan Tudyk. Those are yeah. your highest two paid people. Yeah. Um, you know, everybody else are working actors. Mm-hmm. Although I don't know, Baldwin might be persona non grata currently. Oh, Adam Baldwin? Yeah, yeah. maybe. Oh, he's a big MAGA, and that just doesn't oh, fly is in he? This town oh. when you're that over the top. Listen, I, I don't give a shit, man. If you want to be a you know fan of that, so be it. That's your choice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a free country. I just yeah, think true. in this town, as much as conservative actors and and individuals have lamented the fact that you can't be conservative in Los Angeles. It's kind of true in the entertainment industry. You can't be sure loudly conservative. Sure. But go be a liberal in Bama and come talk to me then. Like it's, it's, it's wherever you're at. Yeah. It's, it's, it's all relative in the situation. Like there, it's not like you could be a liberal everywhere, you know, or true. You know, so it's like, it's the same kind of situation. So they're complaining about Hollywood, but they don't go, to other places and go, hey man, you really need to let liberals live and let but live there. You know, it's also it's different in that. But they, this is the pop culture of the world. So yeah, if you go to Alabama, what are you having an effect on that everybody could watch to that degree? Crimson Tide. What if you were a liberal who became coach of the Alabama Crimson Tide? What if you were all about vaccine mm-hmm. mandates and all about or the mask mandates and all about vaccines? You'd be run out of town on a rail. If you I, did that as a if you won, in Alabama, if you were a winner, I don't think it would even matter care. if you won. Really, I do. Look at look at the Dallas Cowboys free agency and tell me that, that winning doesn't matter most of all. You know what I mean? Well, or Dallas Cowboys is a whole other conversation. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, why is that a whole other conversation? Because dude? Dallas, because Texas, when you look at it, Texas is almost. Uh, why do you think they're going crazy down there with the legislature passing all those nonsense laws because they're afraid they're going to lose power because Texas is turning blue. It's been consistently turning blue for the last few years. So the legislature is now Republican controlled. They're going insane okay. and they're afraid. So I think that's different. What about, than, whereas Bama, it's nowhere near turning blue. So What about Bauer for the Dodgers? They knew going into it that he had a history oh, of these type of allegations. Yeah, they're yeah, like, yeah. you know what? We want to win. We think we can win more games with him. I think it comes down to winning. So, Bama, you could be the most liberal person ever, but if you win national championships, they're like, you know what? Seems like a good guy. Let's hang out with him. Maybe. I mean, I think with pro, it's different. I think with college, it's more like this is our team from the ground. I agree with you. There is the regionality and like the passion that you have can be more fervent. But I think winning is all that matters. So yeah. people are willing to turn a blind eye to innumerable things so long as you are capable of helping their team win. I guess. Yeah. It sucks, but it's the truth. Right. I know. Uh, whereas, you know, plus then those teams, how many people do they affect versus how many people Hollywood affects? Right. Hollywood, once again, is a global reach. That's fair. Alabama is a national, and I don't even think fully national reach. People know Alabama, but do you give a shit? I don't give a shit. Oh, yeah, of course. I love college football. You don't. So, yeah, I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm just saying, and I'm a sports fan. Yeah, Whereas, 
I think there are more movie fans than Alabama fans. So true. Uh, I just outside of Clint Eastwood, I can't think of another person that works that is staunchly conservative well, to that degree. Kelsey Grammer. Yeah, but Bruce Willis, Sylvester Stallone. Does Bruce Willis work? You know what I mean? <laughs> Look at that actually work. He's got twenty fucking movies coming out in two years. <laughs> I think that's a loose interpretation of what we're you know, calling a movie these days. <laughs> um, Tim Allen. Tim Allen works. Tim Allen. But he also does talk about the fact that it is difficult for him in this town as a conservative. I think, just like with, with the Carano situation, I think when Republicans complain about that, look, I'm not saying it's not valid. It is valid. But I also think these are people who are limited with their talent, Right. Tim Allen is good as a TV actor. He has rarely been good as a film actor, right? Santa Claus is good. Galaxy Quest, we mentioned on this list already, is fantastic. That's an ensemble piece, but he's sure. good in it. Toy Story. Toy Story, but that's you know, voiceover. It's not it's not quite the same. Of course, I, I would say it's jungle it's to jungle. <laughs> yeah, jungle to jungle, exactly. But uh, he hasn't Kirstie found Alley. much success. Right, because he's not. A leading, he's not necessarily a film leading man, right? But he's a good TV leading man. And maybe there's a little bit of anger and frustration saying, oh, I didn't get the opportunities because of, because of that's bullshit. Like you said, if you're talented and you can put butts in seats, nobody gives a fuck about your politics in this town. If you, just like what's yeah, true, you just said, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. if he could sell out, he, he would be a hundred percent or sell out theaters rather, he'd be a hundred percent leading franchises all over the place, you know? So. It's just a matter of if yeah. you have the talent and if people like your talent enough to go at that level. Same with Corrado. I mean, that nonsense that's going on now. She's like, oh, they, you know, we're shelving our production because of vaccine mandates. Bullshit. It's because it's a crap movie. You know it's going to be a fucking crap movie. And you made a big deal out of leaving. And now you're going to b- release a straight-to-DVD piece of crap. And no one's going to give a shit. No one's yeah. going to give a shit. So no. make all your stands. But your if your quality of your product is crap, what the fuck does it matter? You know? Very true. <sighs> Sorry about that. And she may be apparently the next coach of Alabama. So <laughs> I would I would be all about Gina Carano being the coach of Alabama. I by the way, I like Gina Carano. I'm just not a fan of how all that shit went down. So and playing victim about it. Um anyway, all right. Where we that was to? my that was my eight. Go ahead. Okay. So my seven is Captain Jack Aubrey from Master and Commander. That's called a punt. Of I don't know. I don't know what we're doing with this fucking show. <laughs> going on here all right then my number six then is captain quint from jaws uh it's a slight punt all right well then i'm done with my bottom half and you got the the hair thing too i have one that keeps going like my eyebrow right over and i can't i hate that shit you can't get it out Um, that sucks i hate when i see the uh, the eyelash that phantom eyelash in your corner you're like god damn it and you can't seem to pick it out anyway go ahead uh, my seven, I can't wait to see the outrage. You want to take a guess as to what it is? If you say it's Kirk, I'm going to kick you through the screen. My number seven is Captain James T. Kirk. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Punt like a motherfucker. All right, what's your six? Um, my six is uh, Han Solo. Ooh, that's a punt as well. I All struggled right. with that one. I yeah. had him originally as number one, then I was like, but he kind of, anyway, we'll get to it. <laughs> We'll get to it. Okay. You know what I mean? I struggled. I literally, I was at him. I was like, boom. 
I found the clip where yeah, he yeah. says it, and then I was he like, does say it. Yeah. He does. And I think that's anyway. That's he's my the, six. So he's the captain of his ship. You can't argue that he's not. He's a captain. So true. Yeah. I think he's more so the the thief and pilot of the ship type of thing. <laughs> well, didn't he steal? He go. He got in a card game. He did. But he, he did. Yeah. Yeah, but he's the uh, of the ship. He is the ship. Uh, anyway, uh, so th- those are our two bottom fives. So we're going to take a quick break here. There's a word from our sponsor. We'll be right back, and then we'll jump into our top fives. All right, there we go. John, start us off. What do you have at number five? Well, it's a Scottish man who's playing a Russian captain. Captain Marco Ramius is my choice for number five. That is also a punt. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. All right, what's your five? Oh, what do we do? My five is Quint. Oh, okay. So let's talk about it. Is this yeah, six? slight punt yeah look i love robert shaw in this movie so much so that i can't even think of him in other movies i know he's been in a crap ton of movies taking another pelham one two three man for all seasons mm-hmm. uh what's from russia with love yeah but, say, he was in bond yeah um, but this is the one this is the number one thing i think about when i think of robert shaw and he does such a great job such an interesting character from the beginning the, his speech the accent his outfit, the way he kind of hangs out with the dude who's his like second in uh, on the boat, their interactions and stuff. He seems like you absolutely believable as this kind of hard edge, judgmental asshole kind of captain, but who's good at what he does. Mm-hmm. Um, so much so that when he gets on the ship and he's kind of you know bullying Richard Drivers a little bit, you're like, yeah, I know this guy. This is a guy I know. And then when he flips out, and then what happens to him? All of it works so well. It's such a memorable character that I think when you say Jaws, either the shark or him is the first thing that comes up in your mind. And that, and over Roy Scheider, over Richard Dreyfus, I think those are the two. When someone says Jaws, you immediately think either the shark or Quint first, and then the shark or Quint second. So, yeah, I, of the actors, it goes Shaw, Scheider, and then Dreyfus. Mm. It's like in my head, the yeah. order of importance or recollection or whatever who i think yeah. is i most associate with the movie um yeah i mean the the, the iconic speech that he gives oh. i can't it's tough to envision any other actor mm. delivering it in such a cold how many nights has he been at the bottom of a bottle yeah. having the same thought yeah by himself uh, yeah on the ship yeah um and he is you know he's drunk in the scene yeah and had to fight for the, I need to be drunk for this. Yeah. And really, I agree with, because of the outcome, what we saw ultimately, uh, really sells it. I mean, it's just a fantastic performance. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I learned about the USS Indianapolis from that speech. Ditto. I no idea about that. No, no clue. Heard a million World War II stories. That was not one of them. Yeah, that kind of proves your point, right? You know, people learn stuff from movies or people are influenced by movies in a pop culture way. So, yeah, I'm sure a lot of people had no idea what the fucking Indianapolis was until they saw that speech or listened to that speech. So, yeah. Um. Okay, so that was your five, my six. Yep. So then my four is Captain Jack Sparrow. That is my number four. Nice hey, job. Oh, nice. All right. Great stuff, Johnny Depp. Um. I think it's lower on the list for me at four because the subsequent movies have kind of undercut his performances. But I mean, yeah. I love the look. I know people, I know there's a lot of drama around him and Amber Heard and all that, but that's not what this show is ta- talking about. We're talking about Captain's Captains. And um, I love that he goes to these um, uh, 
children's wards, dressed mm-hmm. as Jack Sparrow and entertains these kids and does all of the stuff that he does. It's very, very sweet of him. Um, and I've enjoyed him in the character. Is the character a little long in the tooth now when I watch him in these sub- last couple of movies? Yeah, it is. So it's not as magical as it was, but you got to go back and rewatch that first movie to realize what an anomaly of a performance this is. And him fashioning it after Keith Richards is brilliant. Yeah. But just he's so natural. And it's the change from Johnny Depp independent theater or sorry, independent movie actor to superstar. And he embraces it so well in the movie and he is having a blast. And that well, makes you like the guy. It's a Disney ride, which the track record has been yeah. abysmal up until this point. True. And they turn it into a franchise in and of itself. But that first film was beyond lightning in a bottle. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and to make the choices that he did of the Keith Richards and whatnot, mm-hmm. um, this slightly drunk yet charming uh, character, the confidence that he had yeah. in making those choices and the translation of the character being so impactful across all categories of, of all quadrants, so to speak, you know, in movie parlance, mm-hmm. where whether it's kids or young teens, the parents that are bringing uh, adults doesn't matter. It really works so well. I mean, the fact that he was nominated for an Oscar yeah. for what should just be a summer action film, mm-hmm. uh, I think really speaks to how impressive that was. Um, yeah. And it does. It vaults him from he may, may own three or four houses. Yeah. To now he has the real estate portfolio that he may have to liquidate a portion of given mm-hmm. the proceedings of what's going on because they've had to disclose a number of it. And you're like, holy shit. Yeah. It's got this. It's like, you know, it's Nick Cage level, except I believe he could afford it. Whereas Nick Cage seems to wildly just buy whatever the hell his heart desires <laughs> and give it a moment. Give me that skull. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I just truly incredible. So kudos to him for conjuring a character out of thin air that is now indelible to cinema history. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, all, right. all right. So where are we at now? Your four? Your three? Oh, oh, that's right. My three is, uh, is your punt from earlier or my punt from earlier, uh, Captain Han Solo. So that is okay. my number three. My six. I mean, he's an iconic character first of all and he is the captain of the millennium falcon you can't argue that yeah i just i more so associate like captain blah 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 i think of captain first and all the other individuals mm, right so i get to captain quicker than i do hansel hansel i had to think about it and then i was like and then i had to go and specifically watch when he meets obi-wan is like does he introduce himself as the captain of Millennium? Oh, okay he does mm-hmm. whereas i can remember him being called general in Jedi. Oh yeah. Because it's the big stink of oh general like this hoity toity. And he's like, well, yeah. you know what I mean? It's a nice moment between. Uh right. but he is the captain of the Millennium Falcon. It's a, ne- have- a little nepotism. And I'm sure Leia put in a few words to make sure yeah. he was a general. Uh, whatever. <laughs> it's also how many rebels are there left? Yeah, exactly. And this dude has been flying for years. Uh <laughs> he's got a good skill set. Let's just call him a general. <laughs> you know what? Whatever. He's a general. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh so, I don't know. I, I I just associate the others as captains first. That's why I ended up lower. I did have him as number one originally. Uh, I think uh, it's a fair point. Absolutely a fair point for me, though. I mean, because he calls himself captain, that's immediately what he is, and that's the technical definition for sure. his rank. I think that's so, legitimate. 
you know, it's not like Ray. Ray stumbled upon the Falcon and flew it. That makes her a pilot of the Falcon. Han won it and has taken over it and, and taken care of it, him and Chewie, and they've made and they've used it to go and do all the things that they're doing. So it's his. So he's the captain of the ship. So that's I, I think that's why he gets legitimate credit a little bit more than maybe Ray does um, as a captain. So I, I love that. And I think he's great and is a fantastic character. And it totally makes sense that he calls himself captain. He actually isn't assigned the captain rank in any way, shape, or form. I'm sure he didn't fly. As we find out in Solo, a Star Wars story, he wasn't trained necessarily to be a captain of a starfighter or, or a starship at all. He True. just kind of stumbles into it. So him calling himself a captain, that's the perfect way for him to be on this list for me because he's a self-described captain, not an actually not an actual captain that has been assigned, a rank that's been assigned to him from service or anything. So I love it. Um, what's an excellent choice? <laughs> so that's your three. That is. What is your three? My three is Captain America. Oh, oh, that's a punt. Okay. At three, so you're saying, yeah, you put him over Kirk. Yeah. Oh, I did. Wow, oh, I did. that's shocking. How oh, did I did? Shocking. We'll I figured that was no brainer number one for you. <laughs> um. Uh-huh. All right. All right. What's your Gee, what's your two? <laughs> Speaking of Captain Kirk, that is my two. Absolutely. Um, I know I, I thought about putting him as one, but I'll tell you why he's not my one. Because he originally started as a TV character. So I had to kind of take points off for that a little bit. Now, I know okay. Captain America, Captain Marvel started as combo characters, but as a TV character, transferring to film, to me, that's more connectable. And so, therefore, I had to take some points off and move him down to number two because he didn't originate the character as a captain on screen in a film. So I loved, I could have gone with Chris Pine, I guess, but I, that to me makes no sense. So, but it's, I'll I'll choose cons the movie, but really the entire six episodes or seven, I guess with generations of movies that he was the captain. I've loved, I've loved him as captain. I mean, I've said it a million times on the show, how much I revere him, how much I revere the character uh, of Captain Kirk and all the things that he does in other movies. He's my favorite captain. You will not find Captain Picard on my fucking list. Um, See, no offense to Patrick Stewart. But. I would have put Picard, but his movies aren't anywhere near. Right. They're just not to me. So Yeah, well, when you have that as the lead, what can I tell you? What can I tell you? Nothing against Patrick Stewart, but when you have a boring captain as the lead, you're not going to have great movies. I had to break it to you. <sighs> yeah. I said it. Put it on a T-shirt, you motherfuckers. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, see. Yeah, I agree with you that if we're talking Kirk, we're talking Shatner. Of course, we're not talking Pine. No, even though he's fine, he's not. Yeah, he's good. I love Chris Pine. I wish yeah. he would get more more bites at the apple. I agree. Um, and not just for Star Trek for anything. I really oh, thoroughly yeah. enjoy him. And, good point. Uh, mm-hmm. Um, but with Shatner, it's like. Pretty much the every movie that's above him, because he's at seven for me. Yeah. It's like I love those films, yeah. whatever they are. Whereas with Star Trek, it's like I really I like four a lot. Mm-hmm. I like Undiscovered Country a lot. Yeah, six. Yeah. I like yeah, two a lot, but mm-hmm. I don't love necessarily any of them. Oh my god. And one, three, three is I I hate three. Yeah, search for Spock. Okay. I hate three. <laughs> But it reminds me of when I saw it as a kid in the theater, and it just it was interminable pain for two hours. <laughs> I hated that movie. I still I hate know. it to this day for that reason. 
Fair enough. Uh, so it's like this mixed bag of I really like a lot of these. I don't love any of them. I yeah. think they're a lot of fun. And I also have some hate in there. So that's why it ends up lower for me. But do you want to talk about if, if we're saying iconic captains, it's pretty iconic. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he in, he's influenced and he's still influencing numerous generations. People still discover original the original series and fall in love with Kirk and what he was able to do in those. And Shatner, I mean, the motherfucker actually went to space this year. That's insane. The old man was in space for real at 91 years old. So fully officially a guy who's played a role that's been in space and actually be, been in space himself, which is an incredible rarity, man. So, but overall, just a great character. There's, there's empathy. Um, when he loses Spock, that's one of the m- most moving moments in any film ever made. Mm-hmm. Um, and just incredible stuff. And like you said, six, even in six, he's always learning lessons. That's the gift of captain Kirk is that people think, Oh, he's a swaggering guy who was, Yeah. But he's always learning lessons because he's always being caught with his pants down or being caught um, in a situation he didn't anticipate. And he's having to rely on his wits and his keen and his natural ability to troubleshoot situations to get out of it. And that's the gift of Kirk because so many of us would like to be that. So many of us get caught with our pants down in life. We all do. Yeah, and We want to be able to adapt and improvise and succeed and get out of the situation in the best way possible. And it can't always happen. And so he somehow always finds a way. And it's what makes him so magical as a character and as a captain. So, um, All right. What's your two? My two is Jack Aubrey, Master and Commander. Oh, of course it is. Go ahead, please. This is your boy. Outside of Tom Hanks as Miller in mm. Saving Private Ryan. Aubrey is the closest to a real captain on this list. Mm-hmm. My number one is still like uh, those captains that exist, but Aubrey's is like, this is a somewhat real kind of story going around mm-hmm. the horn of Africa and coming around and being out here, going up against privateers, being so far removed from your country yeah. that you've long sailed past your orders. And you're now out here kind of free agenting, just doing Mm-hmm. What you feel the spirit and intent of your orders are, not the letter yeah. of the law type of thing. Right. Um, it's for that reason. I just, it's not based on anyone in particular, but the realness of the character and the authenticity yeah. is genuine to me. And I've always been captivated by that. Uh, I've read numerous accounts of, uh, you know, Captain Cook and Magellan and uh, oh, yeah. uh, other individuals that lived life on in those conditions. And I find it fascinating because never in a million years would I do that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that lifestyle of just, okay, you're going to be on the boat for the next mm, two to four years and you may not live. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. <laughs> and it's a terrible existence and you could, you know, just die drifting in the middle of the sea. Who knows? Yeah. 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 yeah and, yeah. Uh, uh, you know, if you believe the lore, maybe we run into a serpent on the edge of the map. <laughs> I don't know. Right. Um, right. But just the, the, the authenticity of the character has always spoken to me. So yeah. that's why it ends up is my deuce. Yeah. Fair enough. I, yeah. I like the character. Um, I know he's got a special place in your heart. I, I th- for me, the reason I don't move him higher up is because Paul Bettany is just as equal in that film as he is. So it's almost like they're co-captains. Hey, they are way. not co-captains. Get the fuck out of here. He's the ship's doctor. But when it comes to actual captaining, he makes he is, all the choices. But he's questioning him. He's counseling him. Which is good he's, to have. Well, I'm saying. Like a consigliere. Uh, but it doesn't mean he's a fucking 
All right. It's like saying Robert Duvall is, you know, mini Godfather and be what? like, How no dare fucking you. chance. How no dare chance. You. you think you think Aubrey's at the level of the Godfather on the ship? Really? Yes. Yeah. I've never felt that way. Watching he has the, movie. he has this final say of life and death when oh, they have sure. to chop that line. Yeah. What is what do you mean? Oh, sure. <laughs> that is the Godfather. He's the one that decides what punishments are, who gets rations, <laughs> extra things of rum, where they're yeah. going. He is their God. All right. Wow. Paul Bettany can, you know, just like he wants to stay on that island and and chase uh, his entomological pursuits and all that jazz and the botany and whatnot. Eventually, Aubrey's like, nope, time to go. You got to get on the boat. All right. And Bettany has to, yeah, it's it's pretty honest. It's pretty accurate. All right. So you're number one. Yeah. Captain America, man. Captain America, number one. Absolutely. Um, as again, originated on screen by Chris Evans, incredible work. Uh, the best trilogy of all of them, um, over the, um, Thor trilogy, the Spider-Man trilogy that's coming over the, um, what's the other, Oh, the Iron Man trilogy. I will take the Captain America, all three of them consistently good films. And he's incredible as the character. I mean, from where he starts out to where he ends up, he is consistently great. The scene when he's old at the end of Endgame, Evans does a fantastic job with that. When he's fighting the younger version of himself, what a great moment. Mm-hmm. Just from the beginning where he's the young scrappy kid and all of that, I can do this all day. There's such a charm to the performance. And then when he becomes what he becomes, it's just an extension of what he already was from the beginning. As the Doctor Erskine says in that uh, in the first Avenger, you know, it just becomes more of what you are, and he's great. And so I just really enjoy his performance throughout all the movies. There's um I don't know there's such a charm, but also like you like the guy, like you genuinely believe in the guy. And Evans does an incredible job with that performance, making you feel like this is what it would actually feel like to know Captain America in real life for, okay. off the pages of the comic book. So yeah. Yeah, he took a character that I always thought was okay in comics. Maybe really, a little boring even. Yeah, yeah, and really brought it to life. Why you need someone like that in a mix mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. Avengers. You need you know, somebody that they can make fun of when he says language at the start <laughs> yes. of Ultron. But it, you need you got to have somebody in yeah. there. Because if everybody's dropping snarky one-liners, well, it re- really nullifies the effectiveness of the one-liners. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. If everybody can, as, as these zippy comebacks, well, then it means nobody is really good at it. They're all good at it. You know, yeah. show me a different skill set. What's unique about you? Yeah. Um, so what the, the goody two-shoes nature. And I I agree with you. His trilogy is the best. Yeah. Because, um, yeah, I take two out of his three. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm not a fan of the first one. It's not bad. Right, right, right. Uh, but I just have some qualms with it. Whereas Iron Man two and three, no, thank you. Yeah. And uh, Thor, I'm on the outside of, I, I actually like dark world. Yeah. I like dark world uh, too. Yeah. But I think Ragnarok is perfection to me mm-hmm. and the other two are okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I enjoy them, but it's not like they're near as good to me as Ragnarok. Yeah. Um, And then what Ant-Man will have his, but so far Ant-Man and Wasp, I didn't enjoy. Yeah. So we'll see. But um, yeah, I agree with you. Just it's an incredible character. Mm-hmm. And it looks like he is actually going to bow out from yes. doing this. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas I believe someone told me that uh, Downey is already kind of flirting with coming back. Of course he is. It's Downey <sighs> Jr. 
but it was like the two of them walking away. <laughs> and uh, I was like, good for you guys. Like riding off into the sunset. You've done the character. You've done the movies. You want to move on. Yeah. And it seems as though Chris might actually honor that. Yeah. Quite possible. For sure. Which also kind of fits with the character too. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so your one. So my one is yeah. uh, uh, Marco Ramius. Yeah, go ahead, my man. That's a great Just, choice as a number one. The captain's captain. Oh, captain, my captain. <laughs> I love Hunt for Red October. Any longtime fan knows that of the show. Yeah, um, yeah it, it was originally my number two when Han was number one. I was like, this list is pretty easy to put together. I got Jack Aubrey is number three. It's like bang, bang. And then it gets... A little more difficult after that, but I love, mm-hmm. I love Hunt for Red October. I think it's a, a, a perfect movie to watch at any time for me. Yeah. Uh, I can watch it from the very start over the last ten minutes. I'm content at whatever decision. So, uh, yeah. Well, and he's a captain who cares about his crew. Like he's a captain that legitimately cares about his crew, mm-hmm. understands his crew, and when he's making these decisions, and he loses some crew members, you can see how he feels it. You can see. Uh, that he knew there was going to be a price for this. And um, when one person pays for it, he really feels the uh, the devastation of it all. And he's brilliant in the water when he makes that uh, tactical decision. Oh, turning into the torpedo before yeah. the arm, which yeah. I didn't know torpedoes did that. I just assumed they were armed from the get-go. Right. Well, it's like people tell you, right? Um, if someone's going to punch you, Get closer so the punch loses steam by the time it hits. Yeah, it doesn't have near the energy. Right, right. So you want to move they, closer to the punch, not farther away from the punch. Yeah, they can't get their full weight right. and momentum and inertia and everything behind as they twist their hips and shit. Right. Plus, it puts them on their heels because you've you've closed the distance. And so as soon as they hit you, they're naturally pushed back. You have the advantage to have a better shot at taking them out. But either way. Just the tactical decisions are brilliant. The reasons why he's doing it are understandable and sympathetic. And Sean Connery is just a charming as fuck actor in this role. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the back and forth with him and Alec Baldwin are great. With him and Sam Neill, with him and Tim Curry, um, and yeah, and all, and eventually with um, Scott Glenn, they're all just fantastically well done with him. So yeah, but I I love the altruism of Ramius of no country should have this kind of technological advantage. Right, right. It, but then bringing it to the U.S. and the U.S. saying, um, with James Earl Jones, as far <laughs> as you're concerned, that sank. So now they're denying access yeah. to that technology to everybody else. So all this did was, okay, now the two powers both have this, but everybody else doesn't. Right. Um, oh, Yuri. <laughs> I love yeah. that ending. Oh, it is. You've lost the, uh, another ship. Um. <laughs> Oh, Yuri. <laughs> I love the little de- the device of instead of subtitling the whole time, the slow pan in on the yeah. lips, was, and then boom, switches to English. And yeah, and slow pan out. What a great contrivance yeah. to get around doing subtitles, Agreed. which you and I aren't against, but I think no. to make it more palatable, because uh, it's a Tom Clancy book, so it's yeah, yeah. supposed to, to appeal to the masses. Right. Um, so to get around that and just do a little magic trick, so to speak, mm-hmm. uh, uh, great. Yeah. But I, I've sung the praises of this movie so many times over the years. I, I, 
I feel like I should say something new and I don't know what new I can come up with. So I think people had it on their list as well. Um, Okay. Well, that's our separate uh, lists of our top 10 captains on film. Now we're going to compile this list. I'm going to grab the bongos and um, we'll count it down. All right. So I would assume Captain America is now number one. And we'll have to figure out. I can't remember where he has Ramius. Once again, I have Ramius, Aubrey, Cap, Jack Sparrow, Quint, Han Solo, Kirk, Malcolm Reynolds, uh, John Miller. And then I added uh, Jason. Shit, I can't remember his last name. Oh, that's my Rams. Okay. All right. I need to amend my list, and I'm, I swapped okay. out uh, Galaxy Quest. Okay. That 10. So we don't have that in common. It's going to be at the bottom. It's okay. Jason what? I know it's Jason. Jason Nesmith. Nesmith, that's right. Yeah. Um, okay, so Captain America seems like a number one to me. Yep. No it's a one three. Um, okay. I have Ramius as one. You have it where? Ramius is my number five. Okay. And then, so one five beats two seven for Kirk. And then okay. Jack Aubrey, you have where? Jack Aubrey, I have it down at seven. So that's two, two sevens. All right. So Marco Ramius. Okay. We both have so then it's Jack Aubrey versus I think Kirk is the more iconic. Yes, agreed. Um, well, of course you agree. Mm-hmm. But don't forget, a solo is what? That's my three. What number is that for you? Seven. Okay, okay. okay. So the two sevens beat three gotcha. seven. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, then we do Han Solo next, and then I would say Jack Sparrow. Yeah, and Quint Sparrow's my four. Yeah, and Quint. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, okay, I think well, we both have then there's three spots left. Oh, wow, already. Okay, yeah, we have both have John Miller and we both have Jason Neesmith now. So that makes sense. We should All put right, it so in there. We'll do, I have Nesmith at eight. Where do you where'd you put it at 10? And I took out Captain Nemo at 10. And where do you have Miller? Nine. We both have him at nine. Oh, okay. So do we do the eight ten over the two? Yeah, nines? we do the eight ten. Okay. Are we gonna flip? Are we gonna have to flip? What's your next highest? So America is on there. Kirk is on there. Solo is on there. Sparrow is on there. Ramius, Quint, Aubrey, Nesmith, Miller. So my next highest is my number 10, Captain Marvel. What about you? Uh, my number eight, Malcolm Reynolds from Serenity. Oh, all right. Serenity makes it on. That's fine. It's probably a, a lot of our fans are happier that Serenity probably got on there before Captain Marvel. So. Um, there we go. All right. Let's do this. Top 10. The top 10 Captain's own film. Yeah. At number 10, Malcolm Reynolds. At number nine, John Miller. At number eight, Jason Neesmith. At number seven, Quint. At number six, Jack Sparrow. At number five, Han Solo. At number four, Jack Aubrey. At number three, James Kirk. At number two, Marco Ramius. And our number one captain on film is... Is Captain America. That is America's ass. It is America's ass. Got, <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. Angela's what's, list. What's Angela's list? And apparently the font size she sent in is microscopic. Oh, shit. Well... Um, anyway, so it's, she says... Um, mm-hmm. 
Thank you for selecting my topic. Thank you, John and Matt, for the great content. Love listening to the shows each week. Such a fun list to put together. I can't wait to hear your list. Here we go. At 10, she's got uh, Han Solo. Mm -hmm. Ooh, 10. Wow. Yeah. At 9, she's got Captain America. Mm, mm, What is happening? At 8, she's got uh, Charlie Allnut from The African Queen. I thought about it. Oh, nice Humphrey Bogart. Nice. Uh, Yeah, yeah, I thought about it, too. Uh, 7 is John Miller. Same Private Ryan. Okay. 6 is Captain Ahab. Yeah, but which Gregory version? Peck. Gregory Peck? Okay, in the Moby Dick movie. So good. Five is Captain Barbosa. Mm-hmm. Ah, that dude, that was so close, but I was like, if I'm limiting one Hanks, I gotta limit one. Yeah, you're limiting so, one per the same I love I Barbosa. Yeah. Uh four, she's got Captain Quint. Yeah. Um oh, and she has little addendums to the ends of the okay. So for for Quint, she says uh, Jaws is such a great movie, and Shaw is great in this. Yes. I apologize for not having read those earlier. Uh at three, she's got Jack Sparrow. Okay. And it says, uh, Johnny Depp created such a dynamic character in that first Pirates movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, two, she's got Marco Ramius. Ooh, nice. She loves this movie and goes back and watches it all the time. Wow. And number one, she's got James T. Kirk. <laughs> and uh, she said, when I thought of this idea, he is the first captain I thought of. I've loved Star Trek my whole life, and he is such an icon for me. Respect, Angela. Respect. I'm sorry if I hurt your feelings putting him at two. No uh, offense. I can read the a little dent for Han Solo. She put, not sure he's a captain, but in my mind, he's the captain of the Millennium Falcon. Mm-hmm. Seems like legitimate placement. America, she said, uh, almost a cut. De- definitely not my favorite from the MCU. Wow. Wow. And it's at number nine. Oof, that is shocking, Angela. Okay. For All Nut and African Queen, she says, love going back to this old movie, Bogart at his best. Mm. John Miller from uh, Saving Private Ryan. Great character based on a real captain. Yes. Uh, and then Ahab is such an iconic captain. Peck is still my favorite version of this captain. Mm. And then finally for Barbosa, love the character. And he helped, uh, he helped makes, or he helps to make that first Pirates movie great. Yes. Every Pirates movie is better because he's in it. I yeah. Fantastic yeah. in it. And Davy Jones, I liked as well from the Pirate series. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, but I was like, I'm just taking Sparrow. <laughs> I almost Limited. put the captain from Das Boot on my list. I did too. I was this close, but I'm like, uh. Does he differentiate himself? It's more so about the crew to me. Yeah. It's like everybody involved. He is part of the crew, and it's the ordeal yeah. that they have to go through together. I did the same thing. I was like, I... yeah. He doesn't stand out as much. Um, because he's anti-Nazi. And in my mind, I'm like, oh, this is so interesting that he's an anti-Nazi, but he's a Nazi uh, representing Germany in World War II, but he's so mm-hmm. not with the Nazis. I found that to be a fascinating part of it. That almost was enough to put it on the list. But in the end, I was like, well, how many times do I go back to it? Do I really think he's more iconic than these other yeah. captains? And in the end, it wasn't. Yeah, um, so, yeah. yeah there were a whole bunch on the side. Uh, John yeah. Silver from treasure planet oh yeah yeah good choice technically the sea captain from the simpsons movie <laughs> he's, he's tiny Arr. in it yeah exactly but it's just like wow i've watched that guy for so long <laughs> that's a good choice. kind of disingenuous though yeah yeah uh yeah all right well there you go that's our uh top 10 captains on film list thank you all so much for being a part of the show and for listening to the show and thank you to our boss hog patrons always fun doing topics from you all and challenging ourselves to come up with new lists or new uh, uh entries for those lists so we appreciate it badly and 
you can support us at patreon.com, patreon.com slash the top 10. And look, a lot of you going back to work, a lot of you finding a little more money in the coffers. We've been consistently giving you two to three shows every week for all during this pandemic. We'd love it if you come aboard, become a patron of the top 10, support us at the highest level that you can. And those of you who've been at a certain level, maybe you found a little more uh, change in the couch there and want to jump up to the next level. And if any of you want to suggest what you would love to see at the $100 level or even the $500 level, uh, we would be open to exploring the possibility of creating those tiers and creating those benefits for you all for sure and limiting the amount of people that could be at that level. So just think about that. Send us some emails or DM us some some conversation or some thoughts there if Please. you want to. We, we'd be open to it because we want to increase the patronage of this show for sure. What would you want to see from us as patrons? There you go. Um, so head over to patreon.com forward slash the top 10 with the number 10 and uh, join the discussion over there. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to have you as a, a supporter of the show and to everybody that does support us from boss hog all the way on down. Yeah. Our, our eternal uh, gratitude. You've uh, helped Absolutely. us get through this past almost year and a half, a little over of yeah. just nonsense. So thank you to everybody that supports us. And, uh, if you're on the various social media on Twitter, you can follow the show at Top Ten Show and on Instagram and YouTube. It is forward slash the Top Ten Podcast with the number ten. So hit us up; we'd love to have you. And um, you can follow me anywhere at Matt Nost on Twitter and Instagram. And uh, check out Settle the Score and Dropping Dimes, my other two shows. And that is it for me this week. And you can follow me at the Roca Says on Twitter and on Instagram. And you can head on over to my YouTube channel as well, YouTube.com slash John Roca Says. So close to crossing nineteen thousand subscribers, marching towards twenty thousand. So come be a part of what we do there. And my other podcast, the Top Ten. Oh, sorry, I already do that. The Cinephiles and the Geek Buddies there for you to listen to as well. And on Twitch, the Outlaw Nation, all one word. Come hang out. Let's have some fun. Um, All right. That's it from us. You guys are awesome. And we'll talk to you next time with another brand new episode here of the top 10. Peace.